and welcome back to Bros in a Landfill, the only podcast that will send you spam tax for no reason. So, um, Spring Anime 2019 finally technically ended uh, because of JoJo's finale airing, like, in July of all times. Yeah, we're like three weeks into the summer season, and we finally get the last episode of the spring season. Hooray. So... Just like the last few seasons, I'm I'm here. My name's Trabian. I'm here to talk about anime. Today we've got um Dizzy. Hello, Dizzy. I'm here. I just didn't think I needed to say anything. Yeah. You gotta say here. Your catchphrase. And we also got Mel Oh hello. Yeah, and we got Mel back. Yeah, we got Mel back this everything. week. Here's here's my catchphrase. Yeah. Uh Smash Capitalism. Uh Smash capitalism as you want to like have a really good time with capitalism. I thought you were going to uh, put it in no, Smash. No, it's up to interpretation. I'm I'm not a. I believe in death of the author. Take I, this I, all I, out of context. I, I I believe I believe in just it's Nintendo Direct. We have like it's Nintendo Direct. It zooms in on just New York City. There's like the Empire State Building, and then just just the Empire State Building gets a card, and it says, and it's the Smash an envelope. And then it says capitalism has come to smash. And then the entirety of, of just the United States of America, the whole freaking continent or the whole freaking North America, just all of it, Canada included, it's just running around punching Mario and, and Mega Man and just all the jokes and, and, and the rich people or something. <laughs> I, would have, I would prefer if they added um, uh, Colonel Sanders from Kentucky Fried Chicken. That works too. Uh, Absolutely. Colonel- Colonel Sanders busting in with his seven, well, his like seven herbs and spices or whatever. The best uh, video game podcast I've ever been on. (laughs) So, um, so, um, speaking of, um, Joe, like, uh, I guess (laughs) clarification of the roles as in previous, um, uh, anime roundups, it's, it's only shows that I have finished and shows that ended last season. So we'll be talking about some shows that aired in previous seasons, but they specifically ended during the spring season. I hope you okay. enjoy this w- this podcast about anime by a person who watched a bunch of animes and two people who don't watch anime. I mean, Mel I sometimes watch anime. watches anime. I mean, I've you watched watch all anime of Jojo this season. Fucking you wa- you every watch, week. Uh, you watch Fuck. American cartoons. I watch children. I finished. <laughs> it's true, but shut up. I've watched. It's like, it's like, it's like we got we got the we got the person who watches only anime clips. We got the person who watches some anime and some American cartoons, and you got the person who only watches anime. So it's a completely balanced yeah, cast. Tech. This is I've why probably Tom didn't seen want to be on this week. Like, let me think. Uh, I watched JoJo and maybe a couple other shows from the season, so I'll have at least opinions on okay. some of it. I'm... Okay, so so speaking of JoJo, that's what I got at the let's, top of the let's list. Let's just start with because JoJo because that gives us the most to talk about. Yeah. Because we so, yeah, because I've, um, we have I've... nothing to talk about already with Colonel Sanders and and Smash Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, unlike the previous times, I've actually gone ahead and um wrote my own summaries for each show because um fuck um official summaries. They either have too much information or terribly worded or have the Netflix problem, like. Like, I can only imagine how much easier the quintessential quintuplets would have been to talk about last time if the my anime list summary didn't have like the word beautiful like a hundred times in that summary. What? Yeah, like I, a, yeah. A, so a, yeah, I've a, got my own it's a thing. That's a, it's a ta- it's a piss take of dating sims. I think because instead um, of them being Sundere, they just legitimately don't like the guy. Uh, yeah, and it's that's it's. 
Uh, 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 quintuple, uh, I'm not even saying. <laughs> except uh, for the quintumpage. Except so, that's so, not so even for, the point of the show to be a pace. Like trying to say Benedict Cumberbatch's name. Well, a, a, a lot of an- I feel like a lot of mo- a lot of modern anime is just all I know is that let's be real here. Yeah, there's that... a lot of irony anime like that fucking yeah, yeah, that one too. show from like this season is like like he goes to an RPG world with his mom and it's like a piss take on the isekai there's, video game, but a... it's also okay. You know... There is a there are a lot of piss takes on the isekai yeah. genre. I feel like most isekai are technically piss takes because they all came from the same yeah, form. It's, it's like ReZero is one of the most popular ones, and it's like a meta one where it's like, oh, but the guy isn't cool. I I personally think that but one just falls into isekai not, apologetics. None of them are cool though. That's the point because it's like, oh, I'm so uncool, but well, then I go to a world where I'm cool, but I, it's cool because I can just be myself, and that's cool. Well, it's well, it's it's so... cool. It's cool because you can bring all of this real world knowledge that and all this video game knowledge to this video game world. So you're you're smarter than everybody else there because you know exactly what to do because you've played video when games. In before. reality, if you had in real life isekai, you just fucking die. Yeah, I mean, I'm waiting for that isekai. Like, I get transported to another world and I instantly die. Right, transported Dark Souls any... isekai. Oh shit! <laughs> no. <laughs> well, fuck. I get transported. I, I get I get transported to Dark Souls and get zero deaths. Oh, dang. I was going to say, go. have you seen the Dark Souls speedrunners? They get transported to the Dark Souls world. They're going to be the kings of just reality. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, what's JoJo? Anyways, uh, so first, yeah, first anime I have, here, yeah, have on here is JoJo Golden Wind. Giorno Giovanni, the illeg- illegitimate son of a time-stopping vampire, has one goal, to reform the corrupt mafia into a virtuous organization. Right, just... Following a fate... <laughs> Following a fateful encounter leading to the death of a mafia grunt, Giorno is recruited into the same organization he desires to change. Under the supervision of Bruno Bucciolade, a man with similar ambitions, Giorno must prove his worth and loyalty to, dis- to ascend the ranks of Passione in order to become a gang star. Alright, let's just cut to the chase and say that Giorno does the deal pose. Okay. Let me cut to the let me cut to the chase that um yeah Jorno is um Dio's um son uh Jorno is probably the least interesting JoJo but Golden Wind is also like the most intense JoJo it's probably has the most tense fights some of the best interactions some of the most interesting stands well, yeah I, I really like I, uh, uh, I really liked it much more than when I read the manga yo yeah no definitely I well, you can tell that the director of this loves yeah, Golden yeah. Wind there was so much There's love a lot in of really production. nice touches. And- like bonus yeah. scenes and everything that they added just to to enhance it, and also I, a lot of the the story is like rearranged in ways that makes it easier to to read and flow and fit mm-hmm. into like an anime format. Because like uh, some yeah. of the fights I, I believe well, were uh, rearranged so that they're less jarring and stuff, and some of the weirder stuff well, was they, they did a bit of they did a bit of that in part four, but I think part five benefited far more from this because part four in general was already a bit of a tighter story. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked I liked the flourishes in part four too. There's a lot of uh, good yeah. stuff. Like I love the intro with like hinting at Kira. The definitely brings yeah. it more around than with uh than because he didn't Araki didn't know that mm-hmm. Kira was coming in when he started it and everything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is Araki writes whatever the hell he yeah. wants to write. So like, it does benefit from the bonus of like extra scenes and stuff showing the characters and like foreshadowing things that you know Araki mm-hmm. hadn't even thought of at the time. So, like, you can have, like, a few scenes here, like, doing, oh, this is what the villain is really up to or something. 
one of the things I've actually really appreciated from part five, because this is the only part that really does this, is that it introduces everybody's backstories at the very beginning. Yeah. So through the rest of the through the rest of the show, it's just focusing on the action. We're not getting any breaks from the action or the stuff going on. We're, and usually in JoJo, what ends up happening is, oh, um, we get into this confrontation. This is an important person's confrontation. We get some snippet of their backstory, then we go on. But oh yeah, yeah, JoJo really um, likes to do the backstory thing, like just spur of the moment. Like fucking, we only get Kakyoin's backstory as like in the final moment where he's dying against Dio. Well, you only well that's well that's sort of the thing. You only get the backstories when the people are about yeah, to die. Basically. I mean, that's that's kind of like the JoJo yeah. trope. It's like you either get it right away or they're gonna die. But I feel like part five was absolutely the most fun to watch out of all the parts so yeah, far. Yeah, I really liked part five. I loved the um, I just enjoyed a lot of it. It was a really good ride, and I my opinion of it. Uh, I think the adaptation really improves my opinion of the the, the of oh, what yeah, I thought. Definitely. You know, reading it back in the day was a weaker story and everything. And there's still some janks I mean, to it. Gran- like it's. I mean, granted, granted. I mean, we we've only had the bad translations of the manga for the longest time. Oh no, time, I read the so... uh, the JoJo's Color oh, Adventure. Oh, okay. So that was I. I don't I don't know the difference between the better or worse ones, but yeah, no. I definitely enjoyed and remember, like, I enjoyed the... It's actually sort of funny. I, en- I enjoyed the Part 4 manga more than I did the anime. I preferred, preferred the Part 5 anime over the manga. Yeah. Um... I think I th- I think the pacing of the different mediums, like, because JoJo's so weird with yeah. its pacing in the different parts. Yeah, like, especially, like, like in, in this part, there's a lot of, like, like the, the epilogue is actually a prologue. It's really weirdly all done and, and yeah, everything. And, like, it basically stops, like... Basically, by the time we get to the last episode, the story's already done, and uh, yeah. so it's it's very. Um, I think it's it's definitely like weak in a few places where uh, like yeah. character wise, but not as weak as like like I heard someone mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, these characters are so unforgettable and not as good as Stardust Crusaders." I'm like, Stardust Crusaders characters were so weak. It was. I know, like. Like they had a great cast dynamic, but on like on, as individuals, they sort of fell apart. Where Part Five had a much more like a larger emphasis on the individuals of the characters rather than the group dynamic. In some ways, it almost felt like you had a bit more like smaller like like smaller groups within the larger yeah. group. Where in Part Five, it was just sort of like just the yeah, group. Yeah, it, it really it really benefits, I think, from the group dynamic. It feels really cool to see them like as a team and their all their backstories and everything and. How they've all been, you know, they've all become gang stars. It's really nice. It's really cool. Yeah. And I think yeah. um, I actually remember reading a Vento Audio review by one of my other Ace Attorney online friends, uh, Lind. Um, he he wrote yeah. one for um, I think my anime list a while ago, and he said like mm-hmm. uh, kind of, like un- in, despite how long and how much stuff there is in Vento Oreo, he said it like it probably would benefit from being longer, so we'd have more time with the characters and stuff. And I think I agree with that because, like, for one, like it feels like a lot of the cast does not get as much time to shine. For like, like Fugo oh, yeah, gets no. one fight, um, Abakio. Well, that's the, actually the interesting. That's the interesting thing about Part Five is I feel like the villains and the like had far more like impact. Like, Impacting yeah, development throughout yeah, the story than the That's main That's one cast. thing I did enjoy. Like, like, um, <clears throat> like all the villains get not all the villains, but like a lot of the villains get like a lot of, lot more depth and care put into them than the average JoJo villain, and that's really fun, and I enjoy mm-hmm. it. Like Pesci as a character arc, 
during his fight, and that's like one of my favorite JoJo fights. Yeah, like I, I, I it's like the only, like really the only like funny enough, the only fight I think really suffers in the anime is the big bad final fight. I feel that that's something that really struggled from going week to week with the yeah. pacing. Because that was that was the only like extended fight with one person, where the previous like all the previous fights you usually had two. It was like usually against two specific people, and they have there's chemistry, there's working off, there's always something happening. But in the like last like four or five episodes before the finale, it's like only one or two things yeah, was happening yeah. per episode. Yeah, it definitely. Um, I think Diavolo and uh is definitely Diavolo and Giorno are definitely it's like ironically the weakest ones in the in the series yeah or in this this part i i still don't actually i i do like Jorno, and i think he's um actually much better jojo than i than i used to think he was but diavolo mm-hmm. i think is really weak and um i um i think it's it's it is a bit of a a failing that the sh- that they're not stronger because they're like the main two and it doesn't feel as mm-hmm. as um like as it has as much meat to it as there should be because, like, that's in, like, you know, Giorno's goal from the beginning. There's more yeah. between Diavolo and Bucciarati. Because, you know, Bucciarati's the traitor yeah. and everything. And... Well, and... In, in some ways, and I, I get feel similar vibes to Part 3 in this way, it's like, the JoJo was more of a... Like, a mechanic to get through the story. The JoJo was less of a character. Like, where... And we're, coming off of Part 4 and, and Part 2 is really weird, because, like... Joseph and Josuke are Jojo and that like they like they have these big personalities they're really interesting they're they're like the main draw of the show where in part 3 and part 5 like the Giorno and um Jodo are both more of your silent protagonist like silent yeah, good-hearted yeah. protagonists who just do stuff and th- that's and that's where I think things really show that's also why I think the dynamic between Jodo and Dio isn't as strong because Jotaro is doesn't have much of a personality outside of being just the quiet, cool guy. Where when you had part one, you had the Jonathan and Dio, and Jonathan is has this big personality, and Dio has this big personality, and they're playing off each other. Then in the final fight of part three, it's like you have Dio with this big personality, and Jotaro being, bro, you pissed me off. <laughs> Well, I do. I do think it's it's at least built up well between them, like the tension yeah. and the climax. Well, no, that's no, why so many people have like. That's why that meme of Dio and well, Jotaro walking at each other is so popular, because they do have. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but the, I think I think what works in part three saber is that that's something that's that's like the goal from the beginning. Like it's something that's building up through the entire yeah. show, where the fight with Diavolo is never actually like built up. You never know. You don't really get a feeling that something's gonna. Like, you know there's going to be a fight, but it's never like, oh, yes, Giorno and Diavolo are going to have this big, epic fight. It's like, oh, it's they're mostly just running after the, the arrow yeah, at the end. That's, I think that's one thing that um, definitely makes Goldwind a little weaker, is it gets very complex at times, and it makes it hard to follow. Like, basically, when it gets to, like, the ending, all of a sudden there's a lot of, a lot of balls in the air when it comes to Silver Chariot mm-hmm. Requiem, there's the body swapping... Then you know, figuring out who Diavolo, which body is, and then all that kind of stuff, and also like the metamorphosis stuff that doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> There's a lot going on in that last fight that makes it much harder to read yeah. than like the straightforward yeah. Jotaro versus Dio fight. But I'll I'll leave it at this. Uh, part five had like voice acting is phenomenal, like usual. I really um, love the like, the j- voice j- actors j- switching their roles and- in. I know. Jo- well, I think JoJo in general ha- has some of the best voice acting in anime, 
And part five definitely did not disappoint. Um, you can like, like when I watch JoJo, you can you can see how much of an of an like important cultural impact JoJo has had on Japan because it sounds like these characters are these actors are excited to be playing a JoJo character. Um, yeah, like it's it's just I I love listening to performances in every JoJo part. Anyways, I think we're a bit JoJo <laughs> out. Uh, I've got, I've got like. <clears throat> I've got more things to get through anyway. So um, the next one I got on here, um, um, it's a, it's an anime about Dizzy. Mm-hmm. Is Dizzy is still here? No. Yeah. I've... Yeah. It's 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 the Dizzy show. It's called um um Hitori Bochi. Oh, Hitori Bochi. It, it's not really um, the Dizzy was... show though. Cause... I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I know it's not. I, I'm memeing. I am absolutely memeing. For, I'm aware. Context, the only reason why I say it's Dizzy, I relate with Bochi on a lot of things of anxieties okay. and having trouble with speaking with people but Bochi has a serious yeah, no, difference she's not, to me she's that's she's, fundamental yeah she's nothing like, the, o- the only reason that like I make that meme is because you sometimes have the panicked anime girl um, for your app no because like, first of all uh, no one in, who watches the podcasts that isn't part of the discord knows that I always have a panicked anime girl avatar because my avatar on these thumbnails well we gotta get them in the discord there's a we, if you're listening to this, there's a we have the Discord link in the freaking description. Join us. We've got the Discord link in our on our Twitter feed at, at Landfill Bros. Uh, showing the Discord. Go into our Discord for all the latest updates on Bros in a Landfill. We're making an RPG uh, still, <laughs> but like, yeah, uh, yeah. no, but like, uh, Bochi was interesting to me because it it kind of it it felt felt it felt less like a person making an anime f- uh, uh for anxious for anxious people and more about them making an, an anime about anxious people of like the internal struggle the 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 uh, the fears the worries about stuff the concerns mm-hmm. and like things that you you wouldn't think are big deals or huge deals like where she's like trying to make cream for for pancakes and then she's like having this huge mental breakdown of like, "Am I doing this right? Does it taste right? I've never done this before. Am I gonna screw it up?" And it's like I relate with that, but Bochi Anyways, is I actually should probably read the not Bochi. Even still, Bochi is uh, she's actually more competent than I am. So yeah, I really uh, don't sell yourself short. I don't think Bochi could make an RPG maker game like you can. She absolutely could. You have no idea the creative talent of recluses. Sure, right. Uh, uh, if you gave if wait, you gave Bochi um, Minecraft or RPG Maker, you would never see her again. <laughs> you would she would be on her computer. I should read the daily, summary, and then sh- she would come out. I like, should read five months later, and she'd be like, "Nakuchan, look at this," and then she'd be like, "Holy shit! How? What is this? Uh, six, should... o- six hours? What the hell?" <laughs> anyway, anyways, I should read this. I should read the sum- summary for um. Uh, our, our lovely viewers. Um, so, Hitori Bachi, being a girl with crippling social anxiety, Hitori Bachi never felt the need for many friends. Her sole companion, Yowaru Kai, was the only person Bochi ever connected with. While Kai, with Kai attending a different middle school, Bachi will have to face the next few years of her life alone and having to face her anxiety by herself. To make matters worse, Kai informs Bachi that she will no longer talk with her until Bochi makes friends with everyone in her class. And which Bochi so. fails because she that one there's this one person in the class. She makes friends with everyone in class except one person who's just like, eh, you know, I don't feel like it. 
It's not even the one that's like defiantly reclusive. It's just one that's like, yeah, you know, I'm not really much the friendly I mean, type. Uh, and then Bo, and then they never well, be mean, friends. And then Bochi graduates middle school, and then Kane never talks to her again. And then somewhere far away, a, I, I, a, a I, white and okay. black bear starts a killing game, and Bochi has nothing to do with <laughs> it at all. I get. I guarantee if Bocce wasn't able to make friends with everybody in their class, um, Kai would like will still end up talking with her. Like she'd be like, like Kai. Uh, I just there's there's a there's a scene where um Bocce and Kai run into each other, and it's probably like the most heart wrenching scene in the show because it because it, it shows that like Kai absolutely hates that she's putting Bocce in this um situation. She absolutely hates that she can't like talk with Bocce and be friends with her at the time. Because she because she said what she did. It's a really it's a really dumb short sighted plan by a um, middle schooler who probably um, also has her own like social anxiety issues too. That's something that also I appreciate about the show is that like every character has got some sort of like thing that makes them a bit othered from everybody else. Like you got the one girl who's like a bit of a she's dre- like she dresses like a delinquent, but she's like like really like good natured. She doesn't even dress that, like a delinquent, uh, does she? Because I know she. What, just, she I, I don't she, get she why like, everyone keeps she, calling her that. I know. I think it's. I think. I think it's. It's the. I think it's the. It's the bl- dyed blonde hair. Her hair is dyed. Um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's dyed blonde oh. hair. I didn't. I, I, I don't know. I mean, she might just be. She might have natural yellow hair, and the teacher discriminates against her because. The teacher's afraid of delinquents, and she thinks that um she's a delinquent. Yeah, I was gonna say like everyone thinks she's a delinquent, and I was like, why do they like she doesn't act like one, and I she doesn't. I, it's look more like of a, one. She doesn't wear like the punk stuff. I'll grant you what I think is a delinquent, I think it's, it's and what more, Japan thinks is a delinquent are not the same thing. So I think well, I think it, it's trying to. I think it's going more off that like Yaru stereotype, where like because like there's the whole like Yaru, like Yaru, um bleaching your hair blonde sort of thing. So it's. It's more. It falls more under the category of like uh, making assumptions based off of how someone looks rather than getting to My know them. My hair is blonde, and I'm not a delinquent. I just skip school and sleep in yeah. class, and I hate people. Yep, and you sleep around. <laughs> Try. I'm leaving this call now. No, don't. I'm joking. Please don't leave me. I'm sorry. I I already um, left you. I've been gone for the last oh, twenty no. minutes because I just have nothing to say about JoJo. Which, by the way, is is that part of the delinquent thing that Jorno's hair turns from natural black to golden? Now that you're telling yes. me that people well, no, he, he, going blonde is delinquent, is that why? Is that why Chichi in Dragon Ball calls Gohan a delinquent when he goes Super Saiyan? Did, probably, does Japan yeah, just hate probably. blonde just people? Yeah, it's power of gayness. Is that really though? The 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 is that just Japan that says if you're blonde you're a delinquent? Is that an actual thing? Because suddenly the dots are connecting and I'm going, wait, am I am I crazy or is this actually what's going on? I mean, if you it's just, it's it's one of those things like if you stand out from the crowd you're a delinquent. That's sort of the pro like. Pro- cultural problem within Japan is that like it's there's this very much of a mentality of um like oh fit my God. in. Toru has yellow like, hair too, d- and she's also a delinquent. Uh, yeah, Toru. Oh, Toru. But like, uh, are you talking about in Hattori? No, Bochi? Toru from from Dragon Maid. She Dragon also. Maid. Uh, I didn't watch Dragon Maid. She also Maid, so is a delinquent with blonde hair. God, I, I don't know. Is this conspiracy theories or is this just straight up truth? Why are people responding yeah. to my stupid I, I, comments I, I, on YouTube? It's it's it it just comes back. It's more of a um stereotype that if you don't like if you're if you stand out, you're a troublemaker. 
But she's but, not a troublemaker. Anyways. Yeah, no, but it's it's it, that's what stereotypes are. It's like just because it's a stereotype doesn't make it but true. But all she has is blonde like, hair, and she doesn't even have. Well, she's, she's not a, even the only person with blonde hair because there's another person yeah, no, but with see, blonde hair that. No, but see the other person with the, but see the other person with the blonde hair is a foreigner, so she gets a pass. But what's her? No, no, and that one, that not the ninja girl, <laughs> the other person. It doesn't have a name, I, and will never I, I, have a name, I, 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 and will never come back in the show ever again, or be mentioned by anyone except for crazy people like me. Yeah, well, I can guarantee that you're crazy. I mean, do you even know who I'm talking about? Uh, you, 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 you have. Uh, I completely for, forget. There's a scene like, where Bochi is going to talk to not to to Naru. I think not, is his name Naru. Naru, uh, Nako. She's gonna go talk to Nako, but then she. Gets her. She she thinks someone else is Nako because they both have blonde hair and the exact same. Oh yeah. Uh, sweater. Oh, people people probably think she's the people probably think she's the delinquent too. It reminds me of that part in Yakuza when uh, there there's this guy the there's Yakuza this guy who looks ex- who has the same hair color hairstyle and jacket as Kiryu and these Yakuza's are looking for him. And then you just see the guy walking around with his back turned. They're like, there he is! Get him! And then he, they grab him, they turn around, and it's like, oh, it's not him. And it's like, I, I know anyone can wear whatever they want, but just what are the fucking odds? <laughs> just <laughs> Anyways, back to Hitori Bochi. I really liked it. It was wholesome. It was... It's one of the probably one of the best cute girls doing cute things shows out there because it's it doesn't rely too much on a gimmick. It's just has characters for reference I've, and the characters are for so, reference I've, I've started playing uh, yakuza games so that's why i've been mentioning it so much in the past four weeks dizzy wants to join the yakuza he wants to be a delinquent no i just like playing the games because i think it's hilarious that you can pick up a portable stove turn it on and then shove it in someone's face <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, i'd be careful if i were you mel no don't i are you kidding me there is a massive difference between me and kiryu kazuma the difference is that he literally can lift a truck and i have a hard time <laughs> like oh, uh, i was gonna say something but i just realized that it'd take way more time to explain what it is than to even have a name for it yeah so, but i'm really weak um so 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 back trying to keep things on on track here um I've got nothing else to say about Hitora Bochi. It's um if if you like if you like good shows, watch Hitora okay, Bochi. So so try. Uh, you have you have yeah, what? on the right track is Hitori Bochi, the girl, and on the left track is me. But there's also a modifier in place. And the modifier okay. is that whoever you don't kill will hate you. Okay, then you know what you know what I, I do. Um, I I use multi-track drift, and I uh, take you both <laughs> out, so neither of you hate me. <laughs> and by the way, and by the way, in the most recent um trial by trolley video they put up, they used the multi-track drift meme in it. <laughs> so fuck yeah. Um. Anyways, let's go into um the next show. Um, Dororo. Oh, I've heard of this. Uh, uh, wasn't he a wasn't he yeah, a, it's a modern ad- Sergeant Frog? Wasn't he the ninja? No, f- fuck you. <laughs> um, Dororo Dor- Dororo is a um. It's a modern adaptation of um, a classic Tezuka manga. Uh, here's the, the summary that I, I wrote for it. Um, Disposed at birth, following his father offering the infant limbs, the infant's limbs to 12 demons, Hiyakimaru straddles the line between human and monster as he travels through Edo-era Japan in order to reclaim his body parts. On his journey, he teams up with a young orphan named Dororo 
who helps bring light and humanity to this untamed beast who is not afraid to destroy a nation in order to become whole again. Gotta find those Doro arms. is so fucking good. Gotta get those arms back. Dor- Doro is so fucking good. It's so good. I've got... I... 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 I I, I I know I understand that like there's like been changes from the manga like the original manga was a, had a bit more of a lighthearted tone. They made changes to the anime that was that takes it a bit more seriously, and I think it really works. Like it, it's one of those shows that I was thoroughly invested through the entire watch week by week. Um, it's it's got that like classic sort of shown in um Monster of the Week setup, but at the same time like it's just written so well. The there are like real moral dilemmas that are at play. It's like the yeah, there are bad people, but the bad people are doing what they do. Like the bad people think they're doing the right thing. Like like Dor like well like Hirakimawa's father. Like it's like he like, he does what he does because his nation's dying. So it's like he, he's like yo demons. Like I'll offer you anything if you um save my um land and save my people. And Doro's like, and it's so like they, they they take his first son's um like all, like basically every limb, leaving him like just be like a skinless husk with no limbs. Oh. Um, somehow he survives. He's picked up by like a like a guy that makes prosthetics for um corpses. Uh, he's ra- raised, give prosthetic limbs and whatnot. And then as the show goes on, one of the things that makes the moral dilemma interesting is that for every like demon that Hirakimaru kills to get his um body parts back. Uh, like, th- like the b- blessings uh, on um his um father's lands start to dwindle and diminish. Oh, I see. So, That's cool. so like if he if he if he like so essentially if he kills all the demons, that means there's nothing like protecting or booning the, um, the, like his father, like the the land That's that he came cool. from. That's a cool and thing. It's gonna, yeah. yeah, and just all the characters are great. There's a he has a great dynamic with his um little brother who. Um, like is like learning about all this stuff that his father did, but also like have been placed in a dilemma of, uh, do I protect like do like being like well like if I don't stop my brother, my nation will die, and there's just a cool thing. But there's also the same thing. It's like because his mother like Hakuma's mother regrets everything that's happened, and like she's like and like in some ways um Hakuma's brother blames. Um, Hiyakumaru for his mother being like that. And there's just a lot of great dynamics. Dororo is a great child. I love Dororo. Um, like, Dororo brings the light like, brings the light that the show needs without going to the same um, goofy hijinks that the old manga has. And I feel like it's very tonally consistent through it's a great tone piece. It's probably one of... It's, it's probably my favorite anime... Like, like, well, one of my favorite animes that has come out in the past few years. Like, I love Dororo so much. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I don't have much to say about it because I haven't seen any of it. Yeah, but I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you like it. The big, my, 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 my biggest complaint about Dororo is that it's logged on Amazon Prime. Oh, I see. Yeah. But, yeah, if, if you can get your hands on watching Dororo, I, I absolutely highly recommend just, it. It's just, it's just it's pirate, it's so pirate. good, pirate. Yeah, just burn it all. <laughs> um, moving on to the next show, um, is um, 
um the uh, a little um 10 episode um at the show called um I think it's a 10 or 11 yeah it's mm-hmm. better called um Saran's and my uh a wonderfully gay show that was also really interesting last oh Saran's and my okay I was trying to think of what yes. I was trying to think Saran's and my who's that <laughs> oh Saran's on my uh I can't, I can't, if my wife listens to this, she'll, she'll be like, you pronounced all of this wrong. And I'll be like, I'm right. (laughs) She doesn't sound like that. (laughs) She's, she'll be just, she'll just be mildly disappointed. But, uh, so, so, um, here's the summary I wrote for Sarah and my, what lengths would you go in order to connect? Three boys face the secrets they hold from each other and their loved ones, all while participating in a secret war between Kappas and Otters. In this bizarre transforming hero production brought to us by Kunihiko Ikuhara, creator of Revolutionary Girl Utna, our three unlikely heroes will have to come to terms with the awful things they have done to preserve the connections they have formed. I want to make a joke here, but it, sh- it's a massive spoiler to a, a certain video game, yeah. so... Yeah. Yeah, like, Saren's and Might is one of those shows that, like, it's, like, it is... Uh, it's weird because you know, like I'm gonna on type one it hand in the chat room because that way okay. that way I can still make the joke, okay. but uh, it won't okay. be cast. Okay, yeah, yeah, but yeah, Serenity Sur- Mind is one of those shows where it's got like a really like wacky sort of production. Like you have like yes, you have like these boys like transforming into like little kappas and jumping in the buttholes of monsters to pull out their um, uh, kodama like, kodama things. Oh, uh, yes, Dizzy. Uh, but at the same, like, but yeah, this is the same show where you're dealing with, like, one kid who has to, who's helping his brother in, like, a drug trade because, um, he doesn't want to lose his connection with his brother. Um, you have one, like, one kid who's, like, like, he has, like, feelings for one or the other, like, for, like, the main boy, but he, like, he, um, does everything wrong in regards to trying to keep that connection he does some like terrible like they all like essentially they all do terrible things in order to preserve their preserve their connections and it's it's one of those really like this despite its like premise and its aesthetic and like it being a trans silly transforming Mm -hmm. hero show with musical numbers it like has some of the heaviest subject matter i've like in anime this year like or what like like anime i've seen in a while in general it's very tonally weird but yet it's so like fascinating captivating and as the show goes on it just keeps getting darker and darker uh yeah see this is what i was saying at the beginning of the episode when i said you have someone who watches a bunch of anime and two people who don't watch any anime (laughs) Uh, oh and also um the um there's um like the, the the main like the the main antagonist team are as like one of the best couples of twenty um nineteen anime so uh yes like it's good <clears throat> I've only yeah. seen like the one music video where like two cops dance and I think there's a monster. yeah they, the, 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 those oh, so two cops are the best yeah those those two those two dancing cops are the best couple in twenty nineteen between, between this and also JoJo there's like a lot of gay villains this year. Gay villain yes. couples, which is good. There's no monster and yeah, ghost no, trickers Mel, there, not really. Yeah, Mel. Mel, I think if you, Mel, I think if you um gave like watched like the rest of Sarans and my, I think you'd really. All right, it. I'll take a look at like, it. Yeah. There's no monster and ghost um, trick, just two cops doing a yep, dance. Exactly. 
Um, let me um, get through the sex. try to beat through some of these because I, I, I've, I've, I backloaded some of the things I actually want to talk about. Don't, um, don't next backload show is, um, because we are dead for conversation. We are in a wasteland of I know. emptiness. Uh, I know. I'm like, okay. Don't hold out on the good stuff because we're fucked right now. I know. <laughs> okay. So next is um, Karakuri Circus. This is like, I mean, when I say I backload, I mean like, like I try to like put like things in the middle, things like I, I try not to put all the good stuff right at first. I try to keep it like interestingly put spread out. Put all the good stuff at um, first, Kar- drop the bad stuff, and then put release a 30 minute Well, JoJo was the best. JoJo, JoJo, JoJo was the best stuff, so who cares? I um, care. Karakuri Circus. Following his father's death, Masaru inherited a massive fortune, causing ire with the other branches of the family. Now with a target on his back, Masaru is on the run from puppet-wielding assassins hired to capture him dead or alive. During one particular chase, Masaru bumps into a kind-hearted Narumi with a bizarre disease that causes his lungs to spasm until he can make someone laugh. The two escape and eventually run into the beautiful yet emotionless Shiragani, who was hired by Masaru's grandpa to protect him. As the three yet emo- uh, as the three bond, they are unaware of the tragic future that awaits them involving murderous automaton, water that grants near mortal life, and the truth of the Zonifa virus that Na- Narumi suffers from. Well, shit, the Muppets got dark. Yeah, this show is so fucking weird. Uh-huh. Like, like, first first off, you can clearly tell that there is some real JoJo, in, like, that the person who um wrote this like was a fan of Jojo. Like there is some real um inspiration from Jojo. Um the mangaka of this has their own like really unique style. Um it feels like if um like it's kind of like if Jojo had puppets but was in some like somehow even more insane. Oh. Uh. That's the best way I can put it. And for as much as like like and it, it's got like similar like um like themes of like family bonds. Um you have like there's a lot of like this history and whatnot but it it deals with some of the most weirdest and most interesting like concepts concepts like like car sorry circus is so fucking interesting and at the same time like it's paced so poorly and it's so frustrating because like like the first three episodes like are like a must watch like i'd say like anybody out there like watch the first three episodes of car curry circus if you have amazon prime because fuck amazon prime um the, th- the first three episodes are great, but then as it goes on, the pacing kind of goes so fast. Like, like it's the pacing's so bad that like a fight will start and end within like five seconds, oh. like most so of the like, time. Like, like JoJo, it, but instead of stands, they have puppets. Yeah, it's JoJo, but instead of stands, oh, they have puppets. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I would say if you if you don't care too much about the pacing, like the pacing wouldn't bother you. The anime would be a lot of fun to watch. Um. It's one of those I feel like I have to recommend the manga, though the like mu- the music and the performances are really great. There are some pretty good um, cuts of animation in the show, but like y- if you watch the anime, you won't be. It- it's almost impossible to follow like during the middle chunk of the show, and then the by the time you get to the last arc, you're like, "How the fuck did we get here?" Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's. It's a really hard fo- show to follow because it's zooming through like volumes of manga per episode. Oh wow, that's like a it's lot. like, I think it's like I think it's like a forty fifty volume manga that gets completed in thirty nine at well thirty six episodes. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. So, like, that's an odd way to do, do it. Do I recommend? Do I recommend Karakuri Scott, Circus? Tell me yes. Why this uh, you're the anime. You're the yeah, anime I, man. Got. <laughs> Not the anime man. Yeah, but let's look. <laughs> 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 who's 
let's let's not talk about uh, anime YouTubers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. Like I. I like the the only thing holding me back from recommending the show is the awful pacing. Like, but like if you if you if you if you like JoJo, definitely check it out. It's some of the weirdest shit you'll ever watch, or read. Read the manga if it ever comes out to the West. Um, down to One Punch Man season two. Oh yeah. Uh, here's my summary. Here's my summary of it. Strong man punches things again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> boy. Wow. <laughs> I didn't follow this one. But oh boy, especially oh. after watching Mob Psycho season two, well, which was like the best know, shit will, I've ever seen. Oh man! Well, it's it's hilarious because the show is incredibly backloaded with the best stuff. Like season like season two season two of One Punch Man, like the last like two episodes are really cool. Like they have some good like they actually have some good animation, some good cuts, some really cool fights, some really cool um, bad guys. But like the first like. Like five to eight episodes are so static and dry that it's almost like not worth it. Rest in peace, One Punch it, Man. Yeah, I mean, granted, One Punch like One Punch Man straddles the line of having like being like this comedy gag, but also trying to have something more to say, like and have like some more themes and whatnot. And when it deals with like the show's the most interesting when Saitama is not on screen, like. It has a lot of interesting characters, a lot of interestingly designed villains, and they have like like interesting conflicts and whatnot. But then it just turns into, well, we're just gonna have to wait. And like, it, it, there's no tension because it's just like, oh, like is Saitama gonna show up and just one punch it? One punch, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, um, the the, the, the I think that's like my main thing with One Punch Man is like it's very hit yeah. or miss with how well it blends the comedy and the seriousness because oh, yeah. Um, I think in the bits where there's no action or anything, I think the serious, you know, stuff works better because it talks, you know, it actually examines like power and stuff like that, and you know how you know society treats power and shit like that and everything. But then when it's yeah. like, oh, this is a tough situation, it kind of just becomes the thing it's trying to parody with, like waiting for Superman well, to show up. Well, I think what what makes the last fight in season two so great. Um, and better than like the rest of the season, and in some ways, it's a more interesting fight than most of the things in season one. Is that Saitama's not there during the fight at all? It's like it's heroes up against an incredibly like broken enemy, and ha- like and they basically have to defeat this like god tier enemy by themselves without Saitama. And it's like the most tense, like it's the most intense the show is. Like, but even within like the first two seasons, it's like it's the most like interesting the show is to watch but yeah so one punch man i think it's a okay show yeah mob psycho is really good though yeah mob psycho is a lot more it's a lot consistently better but that's because the i I do feel like the comedy in that show like it doesn't focus too much on the comedy and when it does it's um, it's woven in a bit better. Where One Punch Man is like a gag from the get-go. Yeah, definitely. Like Mob Psycho is about themes and stuff like that, and mm. One Punch Man just kind of happens to explore them from time to time. Mm-hmm. And it def- yeah. it's not all about you no know, psychic fighting. Mm-hmm. Like in Mob Psycho, the fucking psychic fight plot doesn't even happen until like almost the end of the run. Mm-hmm. All that, all that cool psychic fight in action. There's only like maybe like oh, one, two. Three, yeah, not that many fights in Mob Psycho. 
Mm-hmm. Although there is a lot yes. of fighting when they do start happening. But uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, there doesn't. Yeah, there doesn't need to be fights in yeah. Psycho. Though. Yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, that's my favorite thing. It doesn't need to be. In some ways, since. Well, in some ways, the fights in Mob Psycho are the least interesting. Oh yeah, parts. definitely. I'm, I'm, I was like, like when, when I was watching originally and it started getting to the, uh, which the claw arc for the first time, I was like, oh, yeah. this is kind of not, this is not what I was hoping for. It's getting kind of like just standard yeah. shonen-y. Then it turned it around with mm-hmm. the very end, with the climax of that bit, which was my favorite yeah, part. Uh, that, but um, yeah, yeah. But um, other than that, yeah, like especially in this season two, um. All the psychic. Oh, bye. Oh, bye. Dizzy All right, out. he's out. He's gone. Okay, he's, he's out. Anyway, yeah, he needs to sleep. All right. Um. Okay. Anyways, next show. Well, good thing. Yeah, there, there wasn't anything else I wanted to have him out on for. Anyways, like he didn't need to stay for. Um. Next. Um. Next show is um Bungo Stray Dogs. Um. Season three. Bungo Stray. Oh, I uh, know this one. It's like the one where they're all like named after yeah. authors and shit. Yeah. So let me let me just read. The, let me write the short summary I have. Um. Characters based off of famous authors with special powers inspired by their works participate in a war between a special detective agency and the Port Mafia. Um, this is an impossible show to follow, especially uh, due to the way it's being released. Um, Bungo Stray Dogs as a series is written more so as like these in- independent stories that take place within a world. But because we, we get like a season like every like year or two, uh, it's impossible to follow. Whereas something like... um. Uh, My Hero Academia. It's uh one straightforward story. Like, like, it, Bungo Stray Dogs is an, inc- despite having a really fun cast, um, really cool characters, really like, it is an inc- like, it is an Im- very beautiful show. It's got some of the like, um, it's absolutely gorgeous to look at, like all the time. Like I like even like the movie that came out. That was, uh, that was like a spectacle to oh. behold, but. The, pro- the biggest problem with Bungo Stray Dogs is it's impossible to follow. Like they start season three off with a a backstory thing because it, it likes to jump around in the timeline a bit. Uh, so it like it, it sometimes it likes to talk about when like this the character Dazai um, was still part of the Port Mafia, and then like so that that they first did that during the second season, and they did it again in the third season. Like oh, we're building this lore, but. It never feels like it's naturally fit in there. It doesn't really weave well into the story. It's like, oh yeah, we're just doing this. It does arc, give me like kind of a Bacano vibe, but not like as as yeah. probably not as tight as Bacano was. Yeah, well, the problem is like like these arcs last for like three to four episodes or like four to five episodes. So like you'll have like a, like a three to five episode stretch of like an individual arc that means nothing in the larger context. Ah, I see. So then when you get like. And it's actually sort of funny because the, the, the stuff when Daze was still in the Port Mafia is some of the most interesting, fi- like when it's like the show is at its most interesting. So when you come back to the um, the present day when you're following the uh, special detective agency, it's just the characters are much blander, not as interesting, and their design, like even like some of the character designs are just not as good. Like it's got it's got a weird sort of wacky design, but it's wacky design. it's not. Um, it's got Bungo Stray Dogs has a real um. It's got a really cool um, end of like aesthetic. It's got this cool aesthetic. It's got identifiable like some of the most identifiable like 
character designs you like if if you see it if you see a Bungo Stray dog character you will know it's a Bungo Stray car- dog character despite still somehow still being like generic anime. Simultaneously <laughs> generic a- and not. I know it's it, it hits that like generic anime and um strong visual like identity at the same time which is a tough that balance seems to like hit. Like a contradiction, but <laughs> I'll take your word for I it. I know. I mean, but the show is a contradiction because, like, the individual arcs, it's not like the arcs aren't interesting. They're just, they don't matter to anything in the long run. Like, they'll give a little bit of character development to some character for this or that. But it it, it does, it, this episodic, um, like, story structure that might work better for the manga just is impossible to follow, like, follow for, like, this sort of show. Like, it feels like it would work better if it was not, if it was, like, one of those, like, fucking, like, shows that come out, like, every week. Like, like you're, if it's, like, one of your, like, weekly shonen shows rather than this highly produced uh, Bones masterpiece oh, that... Bones. The, yeah, it's Bones. Like, yeah, it's... it's This is a highly produced Bones masterwork that comes out, like, maybe, like, every year or oh, so. Huh. That, that is, like, one of the most... It's, like... It's like one of the most visually impressive shows you will watch, but you won't care about anything going on because you can't follow oh, any that's of it. I've seen plenty of shows like that. <laughs> and I, I still watch it because it's still a it's a blast to watch. Like it's directed like the direction, like like literally everything but the then other than the story is like amazing. Like the sound design, the music, the openings, like Bungo Stray Dogs has some of the best openings in the market like visually like impressive openings and it's crazy but that's 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 my opinion you don't have to take my word for it it's too late i already have okay anyways um i've got two shows left um i've said maybe like the more controversial shows for the end um just just so to backload things so um the next show um is um um uh, rising of the shield hero I knew you're gonna say that. I know. For the record, I watched the dub of this, and the dub is amazing. Like it's it's a it's a really good dub. Like the casting, the performances. Like this is coming from someone who tends not to like dubs. If you're inclined to watch the show, for God's sake, watch the dub. It's so That's good. Heresy and for, like for the cast. Yeah, I know. Well, God knows I'm not the biggest dub fan. So if I'm saying that this is a good dub, it, like it means something. I can't like, yeah, it's Cyril. So, after being transported into another world and having society turn against him, Naofumi must face the reality that he is tasked to save a world with not a single person he can trust. With no help from the kingdom that summoned him or the other heroes he is supposed to work with, Naofumi must turn to morally questionable tactics in order to survive. With the kindness of a demi-human slave girl, Kennard's despised <laughs> shield hero saved the world and learned girl. how to trust again. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so, you know, I know, I know. Uh, So, um, so there's a few elephants in the room here, but I also want to, I also want to, I know. So I want to jump back to something we said earlier in the cast that a lot of anime, especially Isekai is taking the piss out of, um, each, like it's taking the piss out of each other. Shield Hero is ex- taking the piss out of the Isekai protagonist. That's ex- that's what the show is like. So <coughs> I, I said earlier, okay. So the typical Isekai protagonist ideal is you have this character who plays a lot of video games in the main in the real world. It gets transported to the game and can do amazing things. 
Naofumi is the exact opposite of that. He doesn't play games. He reads books. He gets transported. In, like, like, the show starts off with him in a library. He opens a book and he gets transported into a world. Um, he gets in there. Uh, the world turns to shit for him. Uh, but he's the only capable person because he's actually a human being. Where the other guys who played video games are going around like trying to save things and trying to do good, trying to save things, and they're just making everybody else's life worse. So... Yeah, um, so, but, okay, so, elephants, herds, so, there are certain aspects of the show that caused controversy when the, um, uh, show came out. Now, obviously, we have the slave girl thing, which is a trope in the isekai genre, and then we have the, um, fake rape allegation, which is a whole nother topic. Yeah. I think it works for the, the, I think it works for the show, I think it's unfairly maligned because, of the way the show uses it. And I actually sort of get the feeling that it was used purposefully because of the trope of rapist bad guy. Like, considering how far the show goes out of its way to take the piss on specific isekai tropes, it feels like it's like, oh, you have all these isekai like Sword Art Online, which have the bad guy who, oh, he's bad because he does rapey things. Well, what if we did this? What if everybody thought the protagonist was the bad guy because he was accused of rapey things? And it's sort of important to remember that the show was like, well, Shield Hero was written like five, six years ago before like the current social media, like whatevers. So like it's it's not it's it's hard. It's not like it's easy to separate what the like the content of the show with the context of the current social cl- political climate. But I feel like it's an, that's an unfair criticism when there's real things to criticize about the show. Um, yeah. Oops. Yeah. I love so, the that a tropes bit? of this. This show is fucking nuts. Like, I don't yeah, know like, what the fuck, like, um, what, what is it? Um, uh, the, the characters or anything. I don't really... Uh, uh, I just think it's well, really, really... Uh, such a, it's such a wild show, and I'm so, like, flabbergasted that, like, people were like... Uh, I remember, actually, um, Crunchyroll. I was like, Crunchyroll was like, oh, we picked up this show because we think, whatever, we're producing, we're funding it. And I'm like, what? What? Really? This show? <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's going to be, like, like very popular... I think the only notable thing about it is the controversy, honestly. Yeah, like, well, that's actually sort of the, what's interesting about, um, um, like, about, um, uh, Shield Hero is the first three episodes are really solid because the main, the main hook and the main drive of the show is now Fumi's character arc. You have this character who, like, is thrusted from society, loses all hope and trust in people and whatever, and his character arc is, is, learning how to trust again and that's that's the one consistently good thing throughout and the show and he's got to learn to trust by having a slave girl girlfriend well okay <laughs> who grows up magically okay. first off first first off first off now never considers the slave girl as potential waifu material um in fact he also like like he, he mocks people that like are attracted he's clearly to her. meant like, to be the waifu act- bait though yeah oh no she's absolutely that's i mean granted she's obviously meant to be the waifu bait like I'm not arguing that point. Uh, Sword, Sword, Sword Hero, Hero sits in this weird... <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, she <laughs> Shield Hero sits in this weird conundrum of it clearly trying to um uh take the piss out of certain tropes by using them. Like s- some tropes, it use um it flips, and some it uses in certain ways. Like in any sh- in any isekai, like in a lot of isekai, like oh. You, there's a slave girl, you buy, like, there's a slave here, you buy a slave face because that's what everybody does. And Shield Hero, now for me, gets a slave because he will, like, he can't, like, because he has a shield, he can't fight for himself. There's no offensive capabilities on the sword, well, on the shield early on. And nobody wants to team up with him. So the conclusion to that is, well, shit. Like, I guess I have to get a slave now because I've got no got other no other choice but to buy a slave. Because, because, <laughs> Because, because if I don't, if I don't, if I don't buy someone, if I don't get someone to fight for me, I will literally die like on the first wave of monsters. Like, <laughs> Sorry, like, it's just, yeah, yeah, I'm like picking them out. It's a, I got no I mean, more. It's I got really it's a, moral conundrum here. I just gotta own this slave, man. <laughs> well, it's like, well, I mean, the, the moral conundrum is I either buy a slave or I die, which is still fucked. It's an incredibly fucked, like, concept and topic it to be It feels like this with. show is going really far off its way to justify, I need a slave. Like, this... <laughs> well, <laughs> Sorry, it's, I'm still to, stuck on that. But, but, like, but as, like, I'm saying, like, it feels like, like, from, from my perspective watching the show, that's clearly, like, that's clearly taking the piss out of certain aspects of Isekai. It feels like, oh, you have all these other people writing these isekai stories on this forum that involve slaves. Yeah, let me show it to them. Let me actually write a good reason to get a slave rather than just for waifu material. I feel like we could that's, just that's do without the slaves. I mean, I don't disagree, but honestly, if with now, like honestly, with Naofumi having the like not being able to fight for himself, having um nobody else um. Uh, wanting to work with him because of the allegations. How how the fuck is he supposed to like not die? I mean, it's fiction. You can write anything. I could write something like I don't know. He finds a sword or something like that, or he starts training his shield. Yeah, no, but no, but the, no, no. The thing, but one of the thing with one of the things with the shield is that like, well, these um, legendary weapons is that you can you can't use any other weapon but the legendary weapons. He tries to buy a shield. A shield? No, he tries. He tries to buy a sword, and like his like shield's like, nope. That's amazing. Fuck you. <laughs> this is really. It's just more and more sounding to me like they were like, hmm, okay, we gotta really justify this slave thing. <laughs> it's like they really, really wanted it. Well, as I, like, it feels like the the justification doesn't feel like it's like, oh, we need to justify getting a slave. It's more like, considering the meta aspect of all these, like, isekai light novels, it's I really get this, I really get this impression that the writer of Shield Hero, who is anonymous, and it's supposedly a woman really doesn't like the people who write most of these light novels, and is this this feels almost like a hit piece on a lot of like isekai tropes. You have the video game protagonist guys going in and fucking everything up for everybody. You have um like this uh like like oh you, like you guys like to write stories where the rapist is a bad guy. Well, look, look, look here. The um, the protagonist was called Arbus, and now everybody hates them. It, I, I, I took your trope and I, I did something more interesting with it, sort of thing. It really, it watching Shield Hero, it really feels like the main intention was to say fuck you to a lot of the other isekai stories. And my biggest proof of that is how bad the world building is in the show, and how bad like everything other than Naofumi is. Because it it comes it it, it re it, it it watching it it just comes off as there was 
a single intent to write in the story. But because it got popular for whatever reason, they, they had to continue writing it and there was no other... Like, and this person wasn't a good enough writer to be able to do anything with this, like with a long-running story. Like, the show just gets perpetually worse as you learn more and more about the world. I thought I went out. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't watched it, so I can't really say for sure or anything. But yeah, I I, for, I didn't I I not um like from what I saw of it, I didn't think it was satire or anything because I was like, oh, I just figured this is the show how it is. It doesn't seem um, like I I don't know if if it was clear enough that I mean, it's satire because or anything or like a. Well, uh, I mean, I'll say first off, I think most very, most people especially um, very just mo- miserable. I, I think. I mean, the show is very, like, miserable. Um, granted, like, the first three episodes are some of, like, are, are pretty miserable. Like, you're, you're, you're seeing that through new, now Fumi's um, perspective. He's going through this depression. Like, like, it goes into detail of how depressed he is because of, like, uh, he, like how depressed he is because he's dealing with, um, like, the, like, losing all faith and trust in the people around him and in humanity and whatnot, like, Feeling completely othered and alone, like it go. Like, the production goes into incredible depth to portray that. Like within, like both the color palettes, how things are presented. Um, Naofumi's um dialogue and delivery, and like the the first three episodes are like really well done, which is also why it's such a shame when everything falls apart. But that's beside the point. <laughs> but it's. It's a show. Yep, that's a show. Remember, kids, don't believe women. It's well, it's it's not it's not a matter of believe or don't believe that the whole like the whole act like actually I I'll be honest I really I really hate those sorts of dichotomies of oh believe women don't believe women like wh- like the way that our world currently works it's incredibly difficult to prove such things and like w- when you know people who have suffered from both um. Like being victims and um, well, being victims of both the rapes and being victims of false accusations, it makes it really hard to feel comfortable with any of this conversation because more t- like like more times than not, <clears throat> and the statistics have shown that you can't prove what actually happened in the situation because these are not crimes that create enough evidence to prove one case or the other. And some people are really good liars. Some people aren't good liars. And you can have easily have victim like we can easily have like rapists get away because there's not enough evidence. You can easily have people get away with, um, like like ruining someone's life because you can make an accusation. And it, that's one of the things that make this whole like online thing about it so hard because you have one group that's like, oh yeah, like we have to believe women because if we don't believe women, there will be people who don't speak out, which is a truth. There are that is incredibly true. If we don't have the structure and the society, like the open society to have these conversations, then people won't come out with their truths and people like will continue to be victimized and whatnot. But to the same extent, when you know, like when you know people and you know the stories of like of real people who have like had their lives ruined from false accusations, it makes it really like hard to do either way. Like it's just, it's rough. And that's why I don't like these conversations because like everything on the internet, it's one thing or the other. And there's like, the real answer is we need to create ways where it's easier to prove things. And yeah, I'm going on one of my rampage tangents.
I think it was just because uh, I, I, I have a lot of I feelings, but you know, I it's probably not anime related, so yeah, I know I've 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 got I've got fucking like I I've got I've got feelings because like with like with any issue, your bias is going to be towards whatever you've experienced or whatever you know people have experienced, like what your friends and families have experienced. You're more likely your bias is going to be more towards one side or the other, and. Like more, most people are too like, especially on Twitter and on the internet. People are too busy trying to dunk on each other rather than have an actual conversation. Yeah, that's that's a thing that happens. Yeah, that's definitely Twitter's not good for for any fucking kind of of um yeah coherent conversation at all. <laughs> well, the, well, the worst thing about one of the worst things about Twitter is you can't tell when someone's being when joking, being satirical oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I've seen people try yeah, using like sarcasm tags, but other than that, I don't. <laughs> No, but no, but then the other time you don't know if the person using sarcasm tags to hide the fact that this is what they yeah. really think. Twitter's a mess. Fuck. I know. Why do I still use it? I'm actually, I'm actually getting really close to to dropping it because fuck, man. Yeah. Like the yeah, new update really sucks, and like the more there's more and more <laughs> ads, and they're trying, you know, really hard to make sure that they stay on and stuff. And ah, oh, man, it sucks so hard. Yeah. Like the only the only reason why I'm I'm on Twitter is just to like have a somewhere other than Discord to share. Yeah, like, yeah, to, to, to have a, like an online presence that you can spread your brand. Yeah, well, and... the, well, the thing about I, the the one thing I've maintained about Twitter is Twitter's a really good advertisement platform because it's a really great place to like to share a small thing, like to quickly share an easy yeah. thing because more people are people are more likely to read like read a little advertisement on Twitter. Rather than some long Facebook post saying this is why you should come watch or read yeah. a thing. Yeah, it is good for having uh, a, yeah. a presence really quickly that people can go. Oh, here you are. Uh-huh. Anyways, I've got one more show to hammer on. It's it's probably less controversial than Shield Hero because I think less people actually like care about the show now. Sweet. Um. So the last um one is um Attack on Se- Attack on Titan season three part two. Oh. I didn't even know that um, was still going. Yeah, it's still going. It, trust me, Attack on Titan's like it's not it's not even halfway oh over God. apparently. I, I stopped caring no, about but, Attack on Titan after I like I know, read so, ahead and found that my favorite characters don't make it. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, apparently, like the next anime season is going to be the final season of Attack on Titan. I but okay. Um, I, I watch Attack on Titan because I like horror. Like I've got I've got like the like Junji Ito stuff on my um. Uh, bookshelf. Like, Attack on Titan's the best when it's just being horror. Like, yeah. So, um, Attack on Titan Season 3 Part 2. Humans fight monsters, giant, well, (laughs) humans fight giant monsters, but spoilers happen, and now it's an allegory of Tanasi Germany. Oh, yeah! Go broke or go broke or go home as we learn the dark truth behind the Titans and the humans trapped behind the walls. (laughs) Attack on Titan, what the fuck? Like, that's not where I expect expected it to go like 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 um what's weird about attack on titan like especially considering that its world is clearly separate from our own despite the allegory is that it's really easy to have like shallow takes on it i've seen like i've seen a lot of like reactionary takes so what's really weird about attack on titan is that depending on which um Depending on what your your bias is, you can easily read into e, re, um, read into it either way. Um, like I know I I don't know much about the later spoilers in the manga. I just I I've heard some things, but I I don't th- I I don't know if the 
I don't know if the allegory, how um, intentional the allegory to Nazi Germany actually is in regards to actually saying something. I feel like to some degree it's using some things. Um, either way, um, if we want to talk about the allegory specifically, um, uh, spoiler, um, if you don't want to tack on Titan, spoilers, that's, um, you can leave the podcast now. Um, fucking hell. Um, so our, our, our main bros, our main dudes are, are the, uh, are the oppressed Jews and, uh, they're, they're, they're in the walls, which are the concentration camps. And they've, they've been killing their own without even realizing it because there's this evil empire that, um, has, um, like, uh, fucking like anti-Jew conspiracies of the Jews trying to take over the world. So they, um, they're like fucking like sending the, like they're second, they're, they're fucking sending them, the Jews to these walls, injecting them with this like Titan thing, like these, this tiny spinal fuel, fuel, fuel column to turn them into mindless monsters that eat each other, well, eat humans. And yeah, people suck. Please don't take this out of context. This audio clips. Uh, <laughs> Just have a, make a YouTube uh, so, pooper try. Yeah, so um, one of the things I actually like, well, first off, speaking of just like the quality of the season, this one, I must enjoyed like this season far more than the part one of season three. And this is actually some of the most I've enjoyed with Attack on Titan because it's really like doubled down on the horror imagery. You have this, um, you have this, um, content like this what do we call it um this conflict between you have our survey corps trying to take back um wall maria which was destroyed at the beginning of the show and then you have this um group of um titan users who are like yeah no we're just gonna wipe the rest of you guys we're gonna wipe out the rest of humanity in here for whatever reason i don't they haven't really talked about their um motivations yet but uh it's uh, yeah it's cool. Like, yeah, it's like like the horror imagery in this season is really like like horrifying and great and brutal, and it do- deals with some of the heaviest subjects. Um, I will say it does its best when it's not being political, and it's like it's one of my favorite parts of it is how like is it showing the horrors of war and like it's being like like I know like there's a like one of the like criticisms of Attack on Titan, especially within the first two seasons, is that it in some ways it glorify like it. It glorifies like this um, nationalistic um, ideology of oh, join the oh, army, yeah, protect the people, etc. Where what season three part two sort of does is it kind of says you were idiots for coming. Like like okay no, like, it says like okay yes it's important that we're saving humanity, but look how terrible all this is. Like it does not pull its punches. It shows how horrible this war is, and like you have to be a like mess up in the head to actually want to participate in this. Like, I, like season three is so fucking horrifying at times. Like seeing how people get like, like where season like one and two like do, does a lot of like the heroic death sort of thing or oh mourning for the loss. So you don't really see just how graphic it is. For season three, like people are like armies are getting like a, like an army of people get like wiped out in like seconds from like debris like titans throwing debris at them and just you're watching their bodies getting torn apart Yo. and it's not pretty man like um like i'll actually kind of use a similar analogy like I, i've talked about shield hero before but attack on titan like reads to me like like 
it's trying to draw in this crowd of like so like let's say like it's naturally appealing to a more nationalistic crowd so it can show this stuff later of how horrible it is like how horrible war is like do you really want to take part of this sort of thing like like we're like i feel like shield here is like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna appeal to the the isekai like like incel um edgy teens who love these like overpowered like like isekai protagonists and then proceed to show them a story where the characters they would be in the story are like the fuck ups. <clears throat> like, Sorry. like, like it, it, it absolutely feels like it's trying to bring in like that, like, like that, like specific, like specific audience and be like, no, you're wrong. Uh, and then going into the um more political stuff, like, I guess in some ways it's this is sort of like where the theming of the shows like kind of plays in its um season like the first half of season three dealt a bit with this um season um uh the back like well season two well, part two of season three definitely dealt with this but it it's very i feel like what the message the author's trying to like like say outside of just like the horrors of war but like the cycles of hate it's it's quite like it's questioning and like i feel like the show wants to question and it wants to be like like just just be just because you feel like somebody like uh or just because you feel like a group of people have done this to you so let's say like for example like let's say um like the nazis perspective so let's say the nazis feel like 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 the people the leaders of the nazi like people who are like buying to the mentality believe that the jews have taken over the world and are oppressing them so in the in the nazi mentality it's like okay it's them are justified to go and kill hurt maim or um lock these people up um because they've done us so much wrong so from the Nazi perspective, they're justified in doing so. What I feel like the show is trying to show is that it is like these cycles of hate are never justified. Whether whether they're right or wrong, like it is it is like it is never right to participate in this these cycles of hate. Now, I, well, do I know if that um thematically holds through? Uh, I could be easily proven wrong by a completely botched um, final season. I mean, that's not the first time that's ever happened. Oh, uh, yeah, I, was, <laughs> I thought you were going to continue. <laughs> I was like, I was waiting for you to continue, and then I was like, oh, wait, I guess I should oh, say yeah. something. Um, Aaron continues to be the worst part of the show. Oof. Oh, brutal. Um, though he is, he, like, I mean, he is, he's less aggravating this season than previous seasons. Um, as like, like, from season one, like, the best part of Attack on Titan was never its characters. It was never really its world. It was, it was always the horror imagery, um, and I, I, I feel like, well, I appreciate some of the political things it's trying to say. Um, I don't necessarily feel like it says it the best. Like what, what I feel like it's trying to say, I don't feel like it's getting across the best considering how different the takes of it actually are. Uh, I feel like this is going to suffer some real death of the author when the final season hits around. But yeah, I don't feel super comfortable comfort- commenting on like the, the whole racial allegory of it because I'm not Jewish, but it's definitely that's you know I wasn't expecting that from Attack on Titan. I think yeah, it'd well, probably be, be best if you kind of not. I don't know. Oh, I don't. Well, well, I, I, I maintain this. I maintain that if from the beginning of the show, if it just focused on the horror elements rather than trying to talk the politics up, because the show always falters when it tries to talk politics, because this, like this maker doesn't know how to have these sorts of conversations. Like he doesn't like. The whole like second, the whole first part of the second season is about is just all politics, basically. It's all about like, 
oh, politics about the Titans, politics about the kingdom that's inside the walls and whatnot, and it's an absolute train wreck of a mess. Like, I, I know I'm singing high praises about this third season, but part of that's because of how bad um, part one of this season was. Like, part one of season three was absolutely awful. It was horrible. It was horrendous. Um, I didn't even like season two that much. I'm not. I'm not even the biggest fan of Attack on Titan. I just like the whole. I, I like the horror imagery that comes along with the Titans, and that's enough to bring me around. And I probably would have dropped season three if the second half of season three didn't have such good horror imagery. Also, I'm sort of in for the ride. I guess I've watched enough Attack on Titan where it's a sunk cost fallacy, but that's beside the point. Yeah, I was into it. Like for a little bit, because I was like, "Oh, this looks kind of cool." And also, there's gays, and then I'm like, "Oh, never mind." Yeah, if you want your gays, watch Sarans and Mind. Yeah, that's Sar- Sarans and Mind is a definition of mood. Oh, mood. I do like saying is, mood is, at is, things that are relatable. That's my entire personality. <laughs> yeah, like like Saran like Sarans and Mind is such a like such a show. Such a show. Yeah. Yeah, things are shows. Shows are things. We are all shows in our own right. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my last show on here. I don't know. Did you have any shows that you particularly felt anything about that you uh, wanted to... Let's see. What was did you care? shows from last season? Let me quickly Google them up. Uh, spring 2019. Let's yeah. see. What, what anime? Oh, I forgot to put anime. So <laughs> just, just went over to the actual date. Spring 2019 had one punch. Uh, my favorite, my favorite spring 2019 show is Doctor Stone. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. Um, oh <laughs> yeah, it's a summer. It's it's a it's a summer show. I, I want to check out Carol and Tuesday. I never got around to that one. I heard I heard I heard that's good, but it's on Netflix. And getting me to watch an anime on Netflix is like almost impossible because I mostly watch my shows weekly. Oh, just just go just, just pirate it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but the thing, but the sh- if the show's already all out, I'm less likely to watch it because I watch my shows as they come out. Oh weekly. yeah, it's just oh easy, yeah, it's yeah, the easiest yeah, way for yeah. me to watch. Oh, let's see, there wasn't much I followed um, beyond JoJo and Precure, uh, which are just the best, uh, you know, just because that's uh, that's just canon. Uh, let's see. Uh, see, I'd watch Precure, but same problem. Oh yeah, Precure. Well, Precure does weekly. Um, it's just, if you want to watch well, yeah, the no, old no, ones. No, but no, but like, I, I'd, I'd have, I'd have to watch all of the earlier stuff. You don't have to watch all of the earlier ones. They're not like a continual. I, I would, I would have, I, 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 like, maybe, maybe if they do a Precure, um, uh, event with, um, um, Madoka Magica Magia Record, maybe. Oh, that'd be so cool. I want that. Uh. Magia Record, Magia Record is so good. Fuck. Like, I don't even care much for the gameplay, just the story and the music and the characters. Oh, no, I might have to try it. Uh, then I'm going to lose all my money again. Yeah, you can blame Quando for this. I, I, I asked Quando if um, Magic Record was worth it, and Quando was just like, yes. God damn it, Quando. I was like, crap. God damn it, Quando. You convinced me by saying it has auto battle in it, and auto battle is like the one thing that will, like, if a game interests me, I'll be like, okay, it's not too much of a commitment thing because I can grind easily. Mm. Um. Anyways, I'm going to... Uh, uh, you want to talk about like some of the like quickly from this season? Uh, yeah. Um, ooh, let me pull up my watch list. Fuck, shit, fuck. Uh, also, um, I guess um another show that aired last season was um Fruits Basket. I'm gonna have some hot takes. on Oh, that. I've heard of that. Um, like, it's a very um, uh, it's it's a remake, I right of of another one. Yeah, I I've I mean I've never watched the original one. I watched the first volume of the manga, but I still get the same feeling from watching the first volume of the manga, and it's just it's got. 
I don't. I guess I don't get the appeal. I don't. I don't. I get like there are times where like I I don't like a show and I can be like okay, but I get why people like this. Like my wife and I are watching Fruits Basket and we can't understand why anybody likes it. That's, that's a spicy take. Yeah, that's a spicy take. But that's gonna be whenever the show's done. And don't ask. Don't don't tag me. I, I'm I'm still watching. I'm, I I might still be watching it, but don't tag me. Oh yeah. Um. Don't at me. Um. Let's see, I've been watching Kimitsu no Yaiba, uh, Demon Slayer, whatever. It, it's a pretty, it's it's a mood. It's 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 a shonen battle thing by Ufotable. I like it. It's it's got some cool um effects. It's also got some awkward CG at times, but what anime doesn't? Uh, Finland Saga is good, but I think no one, everybody expected that What's to be good. That one again. Mm. Finland Saga is like it's the one about the fucking. Let me go into my fucking anime list. It's the one about the Vikings. Oh yeah, I've heard that name. Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 like a classic manga that like people said would never oh, be adapted into I anime. See. When I say classic. It's like oh man, I'm I'm calling like an early like two thousands manga classic. Oh no! Oh fuck! Oh no! We're old. F- fire 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 force. Um, it's cool, but it's really weirdly directed. I kind of just. I don't know if I actually finished watching the anime. I might just keep reading the, the it was manga. David production. Yeah, it's 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 a first time director and it ah. shows. Like there, like there are there are times it looks phenomenal. There are times that it makes me want to throw up. Oh yeah. Like it, like it, there are times that like it, it kind of makes me motion sick to watch just because of how like like oddly the pa- directing's paced. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Our um, Fate Zero sequel, Lord Elmo Y the Second, is pretty cool. Um, oh yeah, it feels like it's Waver, a fate but he's a... show every every season now. I know, yeah, uh, yeah. Lord Rebel like uh, is pretty cool. Um, if you're if you're like a mystery buff, you might not. It, it don't. It's it's not really a show for mystery buffs because it's more of, it's more about the magic. Uh. Like it's magic mysteries. <clears throat> yeah, my my wife doesn't like it because she doesn't care for the magic, and I completely respect that. Um, I think that's are those the only thing I'm watching this season. Um, I know I said, um, Dr. Stone's really, Dr. Stone's one of those shows where I'm like, I didn't expect to like it as much as I am. I, I expected to actively dislike it, but I love it. Um, for some reason, I'm making myself still suffer through Yu-Gi-Oh! Friends. Oh, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Friends. I watched a couple episodes with some friends while drunk, and it was, it was pretty wild. I do, I did think it was kind of cool that they used the, um, the, the Duel Link style in the show. Yeah, like, it's, it's cool. But like the the duels are not interesting to watch. Oh yeah, whatsoever. definitely. I mean, the yeah. character, the, it, it it is embarrassing how boring the duels yeah. are. Especially coming off of Arc V, where that was like the most interesting part of the show is how like exciting the duels were. I mean, not that wasn't the most exciting part. Like the whole mid section was, but then the show falls <sighs> apart. But that's another story. Um, yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's basically all I'm watching this. I'm actually not watching that much this season. That's weird. Um, for me, I'm watching. Uh, let's see. Let's start with. Uh, no, I'm not watching that. <laughs> I'm trying to run through here. Uh, the first one I've started is Machikado Mazoku. Um, it's about a devil girl who, or like she's just a regular girl, and then one day she's like, "Hey, you're actually a devil. You've been, you've like, your family's descended from a demon, and oh. you've been cursed with perpetual poverty." That's why your family's so poor. <laughs> oh, lovely. And your only way to break the curse is to, to kill a magical girl. And there's like a magic... It's very like tongue-in-cheek. There's like just a magical girl hanging around. 
and she's like, oh, she's the, the magical girl in class A over there. It's very cute, very simple. Uh, it's not like super greatly um, anything, but it's very cute, and I like it. It's one of those. It's one of those shorts shows, right? Like, where yeah, it's, it's like a four comma. Like, yeah. but it's it's um, it's pretty. It's pretty cute. It's about basically the magical girl and the devil girl just like mm-hmm. having their like back and forth. Like the devil girl is really weak and she can't really do much. <laughs> so she's like, "Come on, I'll I'll defeat you, magical girl." And she like throws a punch and it breaks her hand. Um, Excellent. It's very cute. Um, I enjoy it. It's just like a cute. There's like usually one of those every season that I get into where it's like a vaguely gay, uh, cute girl show. But uh, that one's fun. And then, mm-hmm. then we get my my specialty, Senki Zesho Symphogear XV. I've been watching Symphogear. Um, I tried the original on a whim one day with one of my friends, and ever since I've like now I've watched all of this. It's such a dumb good show. And it's incredibly. It sounds like a lot of anime. It sounds like a lot of like long running anime. It's like you just watch it on a whim, and it's like, well, like on a like whim, and you're just like, well, I gotta watch the rest of this now because it's really it's stupid. really dumb, but it's also very entertaining. Um, the yeah. the animation and fights are well, I could talk a lot about Simple Gear, but I won't. But basically, this season is so far, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I like um, you know, I like seeing the characters again and doing all their crazy attacks. That's like probably the the main draw of Simple Gear is like seeing what the crazy attacks the characters do because they could just do like really like like something out of a fighting game bullshit with their with their powers and stuff like they'll punch 20 feet in the air and then like shoot a thousand rockets or turn into a buzzsaw it's it's a lot of really like really extra anime shit that i enjoy um i i think this one is um let's see i liked last season actually that one i thought was good um this season so far it's okay um i don't like the villains nearly as much this season i'm getting a little tired because like the figure so far has done a thing where like the villains are like a trio of of evil girls who are like kind of sympathetic despite being evil and they are all like loyal to each other so they're not really really evil they're just like doing bad things mainly and this is another one of those where it's like a trio of you know kind of sympathetic but still evil girls and i'm a little tired after last season and the season before where that was also the thing you just get to kind of get a little worn out by that um but I'm still waiting to see where it goes. It looks, it's, it's, you know, simple gear. I'm going to stick with it. And I think there was one other show. Where was it? Or maybe there wasn't. Uh, I thought there was something else. No, I guess not. Hmm. Um, just Precure, I guess. I'm still watching Precure because it's good. I really like, I do, I do actually really like this specific season. This new one is coming out. I really like it. I think it might be one of my new favorites. Uh, it tackles a lot of really more intricate themes than like the past ones that I've been watching, and because <clears throat> um, like um, it's usually like it's always like very episodic and simple and stuff, but they usually they go into like some more deeper stuff like um, that are are more like things that are more relevant to like us today, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, it's good. Um, it's very cute. That's yeah. I think that's if you a like, good one. If you like that deeper, if you like that deeper stuff, you have to watch Saran's and Mai. Yeah, I'll check out Saran's and Mai. And uh, let's see, anything else? No, I don't think so. I think that's it. I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep just chilling, chilling Saran's and Mai because good. I, I'll keep chilling Precure we'll, together. We will rule the world. Uh, I can't wait for this Saran's and Mai um, crossover with a uh, Magia record because that will definitely oh, yeah. happen. I want, I want, I want my Kappas, boy. Yeah. Uh, boy, man, you... I also this isn't an anime, but I really want to show it. I just watched Shira season three. Holy fuck! Oh my god, it's so good. 
it's such a wild like season three goes in like a wildly different direction than the other two seasons because like season one and season two for the most well actually more season one is basically like kind of a just kind of not not a like it's it's a much more basic thing it's like an episodic you know we gotta do a bunch of stuff and uh ever since season two it started getting like progressively more intense and now season three is like whoa jesus we fucking took a took a turn there. It's very it's so good. Yeah. And I don't watch cartoons anymore. Last cartoon I watched was My Little Pony. Oh man. Yay. Yeah, I think that one's still going actually. Yeah, no it is. Like I think it's coming up to its supposedly last season. Man, that's wild. Oh my god. Yeah. I keep I keep perpetually thinking My Little Pony came out like 2 years ago and then it's been like fucking it's it's been out like fucking 2013 and it's been like how long 6 years or something oh my god man yeah anyways uh i think that's all i have to say yep yeah, uh, i just sent you um just to get back on to just a last one time shill um the trial by trolley despite when this goes up the kickstarter will be over oh yeah um uh, i sent you the the most recent one they put up cuz i i thought i thought that would amuse trolley you trolley tom decision 13 all right let's see Multi-track drift. Yeah, boy. Fuck your phones. That's weird. They're both dead now. That's mood. Yes. That's mood. I hope that's not a feature in the actual game because that's one way to fuck over all the competition. Yep. Well, I can't wait till I, I do that in the next round, which will definitely happen, probably. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, because I'll, I'll, to- uh, I'll totally let that happen. I'll totally just multi-track drift all of your Oh, uh, yeah. Bill. <clears throat> Except your shitty ones. I'll keep your shitty oh, ones fine. alive. That's all of them. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh, excellent. You Nobody dies. Me. <laughs> and this has been bros on a landfill, going on too long like usual. Uh, see you next week. Don't forget. Check that out. Death is an illusion. Don't forget, death is death, and illusions are illusions. I didn't have any good outro. Me neither. DSY play a song. But uh, DSY sing us a song. That's beautiful. Yeah. Goodbye.